we're at Airbnb. And can I just tell you that I have seen like the creepiest coffee cups in the world. Like this is one of them that I'm drinking out of. (laughs) I feel like I I want to start the episode of that. There we go. Welcome to Meat Based 7. (laughs) Here we go. We're in it. We are so in it. Those are creepy. That's that's nearly as bad as uh, when I arrived in Amsterdam. And I had the, that guy's creepy photos all over the wall. So, okay, so your situation well. <laughs> way creepier. Like this guy isn't gonna do much from the cup. Just cre- <laughs> like haunt my dreams a little bit. But exactly, you know. But I will say, Josh, it is like okay, it is eight a.m. Mm-hmm. in. I'm now in Mountain Standard Time, and now I live in that mountain life in Boise, and we've been here four days. Um. And let me just tell you, Josh, it is cold. It's cold, cold man. <laughs> um, it is 20. Okay. Actually, I need to like figure out what the actual temperature is outside. But when I looked this morning to take the dogs out, it was like 16. Oh my word. Uh, that- degrees. So I don't know what that is. I think that's like negative five in or negative 10 <sighs> in Celsius. That's that is yeah. scary cold. I, I'm not too sure I like the sound of that, to be honest with you. It's honestly, here's one thing I will tell you. Like I had a very, so I don't know if you noticed this about Amsterdam, but like we have dogs, right? So usually on like a regular basis, we interact with a lot of people in a day mm. and we say, hi, we exchange hellos and it's really nice and friendly. And like, we really like that. That's one of the benefits I think to having a dog. That's how we meet a lot of people. In Amsterdam, like nobody would come up to us and like say hi to our dogs, right? Like it was very like cold. Mm -hmm. And so when we're in Boise, we went to, of course, like the super hunting gun store up here, which is called Cabela's. (laughs) You'll come when you visit. We'll take you there. It's amazing. So it's everything like hunting gear. They have like a huge like gun collection as well. Anything for fishing, boating rafting dogs like anything you need right so it's walmart but like all hunting focused and so we went there and we decided to bring the dogs because they can't go out that much you know get them exercise and it's a huge store so i was complaining to taylor how cold it was and we were like inside of there and just like i was overwhelmed by how many people came up to us said hi we're seriously so freaking friendly um like from like grandpas to like you know um young female adults like literally like every single person came up said hi to our dogs looked me in the eyes Mm -hmm. said hi to me and so like afterwards when we got back in the truck keyword truck um (laughs) I love it so much sorry I have to like drop little like things about my truck all the time it's really dumb but um (laughs) that's for my sister she hates that but anyways we get back in the truck and I like literally am like crying. And Taylor asked me, he's like, what? what's going on? Like people probably think like I made you cry or something. And I'm like, I'm like, no, like I was like, honestly, like how nice people are. And that experience I just had in there for like an hour mm. makes up for the cold, like tenfold. Yeah. I was like, that is because you have to remember, this is night and day for us. Like Amsterdam, literally no one would come up to us, say hi to dogs, nothing like that. Here, mm. it's just like, and you have that small town feel everyone wants to say hi no matter who they are 
you know yeah. so like so it, it is, is it is quite a small town is, is it like and and do you pronounce it boise or boys because i was i thought no it no it's not boys. a small town so just to clarify boise i think oh, is, is how it's actually pronounced okay. there's no actual z um but it's not a small town it just has a small town feel you feel. know this okay. is the north northwest i guess but it's more like mountain area right yeah like there's literally slopes just like down the way so like and everyone here is like you know like there's um a lot more jobs in like construction like there's a lot of blue collar jobs right there's a lot mm. of people that are ranchers farmers like stuff like that as well so it's more of like that country feel mm. but like i just i honestly was so overwhelmed like it was just really really heartwarming and just a great oh, experience i'm yeah. so happy for you that's so, so cool me too <laughs> oh that sounds awesome (laughs) so how was the um so i um did a bit instagram stalking as one does and you had some interesting meat-based snacks there on the road can you what what was your what was your go-to snacks for that for that lot what was it like nine hours a nine-hour drive um so it was a 10-hour drive so we we drove from san diego mm-hmm. so we spent like the last two weeks in san diego right like if i was going to come back to the u.s i was going to get some sun and see family um we drove to salt lake city where we have um like two of our friends have two kids there and they have a house there in salt lake city um in like the jordan area and so we um stayed with them overnight so it was 10-hour drive and then we drove six hours from uh salt lake city utah up to Boise, Boise. And it was a beautiful drive, but my snacks, like I, I don't want to feel sick on the road. Like I don't like it for me, it's not worth feeling sick in the car. Right. Like, I don't want to be like, Oh, Taylor, like pull over at this stop or pull over this stop. Like that's not fun. Um, so my go-to is usually any type of sugar-free jerky or sugar-free sausages. Um, I try to look for the ones that have like the least amount of you know, crap in them. Right. Mm. Like, so I'll never, if there's vegetable oils, I won't get it of course. But like, if I see something that had maybe has like one or two things that I'm like, "Eh," I'll probably still do that because it's better than if I ate like a processed pop tart or something like that. Right. Not that I would do that, but you know, um, and then I usually always have boiled eggs. I didn't have boiled eggs this time, which was kind of annoying. Um, but gas stations have hot dogs in the U S So I went to this one gas station and they had six or seven different types of hot dogs that were like already like grilled on the little thing. I don't know if you've seen those before. Yeah, I have. Um, It's amazing. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so I like got one. One was like a cheese and ham one. And then I got Mm. a beef one. And seriously, those are like some of the best hot dogs I had like in a really, I haven't had hot dogs, but they were like sausages too. Um, so that's like, it's, it's very doable. Like when I hear people Mm. that are like, oh, I just couldn't do it. Like it's too restrictive and everything. Like I was full on the whole trip. Like I was never hungry. And here's the thing, like I've said this before and like my post Chaco has said this, like, uh, you can go, a human can go 31 days without eating. You sure as hell can go like three hours without eating like you're not gonna die (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) right so like if you literally have no options you can fast a little bit right Mm -hmm. um just for like a very short period of time because you generally like i've noticed we we have like sort of different eating patterns as well like you Mm -hmm. you generally like to eat later in the day and i like to eat early in the day (laughs) um yeah but uh yeah so have, have you always been like that because i've actually changed like 
I used to be that person that sort of like fasted until 12, one o'clock and then ate late in the evening, but I'm not too sure like what happened and why I transitioned, but, um, yeah, I have noticed that you, you tend I would to be, be late curious to see why you transitioned as well. Like mm. why, when we say like transition, it sounds funny. <laughs> um, like transitioning our eating. Um, yeah. so I will say like, so right now what I'm having in my cup, right. I have Kerrygold grass fed butter in here, like a little bit, probably like half a tablespoon. I have just drip coffee, which I'm waiting for my espresso machine. So this is like a rare. But wait, please tell me, please tell me it's blended. Please tell me it's not just like thrown in there and, and stirred with a spoon. Oh my God. No, dude. Like I have okay. my little, like uh, <laughs> my little machine thing. It, this is like, so there's two things I never go without tongs when I travel internationally. Cause now I do it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, tongs and like my little um, frother. So like I put that at the bottom of it and then I froth everything together um, nice. And then I put some grass fed milk and usually I'll put a little like not stevia, but there's a, there's a specific one that has a little bit of monk fruit and a little bit of stevia. Um, but I have to read the labels of all stevias because it wasn't until recently that I realized that there's um, maldextrin or sorry, maldextrin and dextrose um, mm. in stevias. And I'm like, dude, like you're marketing organic. Like literally we went to the store. I was like organic stevia and Taylor's like, look at the back. And I'm like, look oh, at the back. Okay. I'm like, you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. And so I look at it and it was like maldextrin, dextrose, and like, um, uh, oh my God, sucralose, right? So like Splenda. And I was like, yeah. are you freaking kidding me? Like what? And this is coming from you? Taylor. Like, how is this organic? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah this is my so husband. I'm like, big ups. Like, oh. <laughs> okay. But anyways, so um, I always do butter. There's about this much coffee, actually, if I'm being honest. This is how much coffee I drink once a day this mm -hmm. much like people think i'm crazy but this is enough for me um and then i have one half tablespoon butter um i have some grass-fed milk uh, i was actually looking at heavy cream options at the store because i usually like heavy cream right mm. um so this is like grass-fed whole milk which i usually don't do i usually do heavy cream and i went to the store and i was looking again this is all i do is just look at labels 24 7 keep my life interesting um all of the organic, like heavy whipping creams and stuff, they said like two ingredients, like cream and then like guar gum or cellar gum, gum, guam or something. And I was like, that's like an anti-caking agent or something. And I was that's like, like a, why can't that's I a good clue. Milk? Yeah, that's a good right? clue there. If you can't pronounce, if you can't pronounce what's ever in the back, just don't buy it. Yes. There we go. Just, just pro, yeah. pro carnival so, tip, like 235. Yes. Right. So like, instead I got like whole, I got grass fed whole milk. Cause I was like, okay, it's one ingredient milk and it expires sooner. And I was like, that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was just interesting being back in the American stores. I mean, I wouldn't really tell if it was in a Dutch store, probably like I can, I can't read anything in Dutch anyway. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's what I drink. So back to your question, right? Like I will have this in the morning. So I don't think that's technically fasting, right? Because I'm having butter and I'm having some other stuff, but this has tended to be enough for me until I actually get to, um, after like my workout, I've actually always been like this where like, literally like 
my best. I played like D1 volleyball for a little bit in college. Like my best games were when I ate absolutely nothing and just hit the court first thing in the morning. Like, Mm. I don't know why I, I can't really explain that, but I'm very used to fasted exercise, fasted working out. I feel like my brain can think and I don't have to, I'm not like waking up my stomach yet. I guess it might be different because now I eat better, but, um, yeah, like I just do more intuitive eating, I call it, um, where I don't really have any hard and fast rules, but if I am like super hungry and maybe I have some bacon or something or some sausage in there, I'll cook it before, like I go to the gym, but that's pretty rare. Like it would have to be like super hungry, but I just listen to my body. Like I'm never like, I, this is kind of funny, but I never feel like I'm restricting myself ever like I don't feel like I'm restricting myself I guess like I just I'm over that like I'm fucking done Mm. with that (laughs) I don't want to restrict myself ever again so that's why I'm not really like that's why I got this guy this pig man (laughs) love pig man I need to start chugging it because I haven't had enough (laughs) yeah I I appreciate the, the the early time difference yeah accommodating me but I think the key, the key thing you mentioned there is intuitive eating. And um, I think for me, I've just naturally shifted just because I work out in the morning. Like um, I actually yeah. used to work out in the afternoon um, quite a bit. So I think that's probably the reason why. So I could get away with like just having a bulletproof coffee and like wait, wait, waiting. Let's clarify though. The workouts you're doing, Josh, are like, <laughs> like gnarly. Okay. Like me. Like I'm not, I'm not at that level quite yet. So like, I understand that like what your body's doing, like Mm. you probably need something before your workouts and that's totally fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've said it before, like CrossFit's CrossFit for me is something that I love doing and like, I can't perform at the level that I want to without, without adding certain, like, let's just say non-meat-based things in here and there but Mm -hmm. for just to give you an idea my my normal schedule is i wake up i have a bulletproof coffee like you so uh grass-fed butter um a little bit of collagen powder a little bit of uh mct oil and that's my pre-workout and then when i get back from gym so that's like my pre-breakfast my pre-workout like me we're literally the same like we're saying different things that we're the same yeah, but I've noticed like you obviously you you eat, <laughs> you you eat a bit later than me. I'm sure though, like maybe a bit later, but like yeah, that's my pre workout, and then I work out. I train for like an hour and a half, and then I get back, and then it's usually at about like half past nine ten. I have my first like meal, yeah, which is almost always like eggs, bacon, leftover ribeye, all of the above. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I probably have like and my, my sort of last meal of the day will be at like three half past three and that would be like what whoa okay wait i did not know you ate that soon yeah like, i did I not know early. you ate that early okay yeah okay that's very interesting to me because that's new i didn't know that and i didn't yeah. know that we were like basically doing the same thing so two things so once i go back to work right because i've been not working, which has been like super fun. I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. When's, when's, when does work start? When does work start again? Am I, am tomorrow I, morning. Oh, tomorrow. Right? Okay. And I was like, I was talking to my boss and um, we've been like working together for like, 
I worked for another company for four months, right? When I was in Amsterdam, but like yeah. I, when, you know, I, I wasn't going to stay there. Right. We have a great relationship, but it's so funny. I like talked to him yesterday and he's like, Oh, I just want to make sure like your laptop and stuff like arrived and all that. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, so I have good news and bad news. He's like Monday. I'm like, kind of like taken hostage into something. I won't be done till noon. So, um, are you cool to like start at 12 on Monday? And I'm like, uh, that's kind of early. Um, uh, no, I'm just <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. And Taylor's just like rolling his eyes next to me. He's like, I don't even understand. Like, how is this happening? And I'm like, okay, perfect. <laughs> so I get like to go to the gym a little bit longer. But my point is, is that on a normal day, like I've like documented this on Instagram, like I'm always on my stories. Like I usually wake up with my coffee because the coffee's sacred. I read something. Um, I take the dogs out. I make the dogs breakfast, which is usually eggs um, and like some of their food. I'm crazy dog mom. Um, Mm. And then I actually like go to the gym. So usually I put their food bowl out and then I actually just like escape to the gym. And usually I try to like leave the house by 7, 7.30 to go to the gym and have like, you know, an hour and a half at least there. But like I need to be back and like eating and stuff and starting my day by nine. So I think that uh, to be honest with you, like I'm kind of in the camp where like your job, I believe that your job does not need to start before 9am. Yeah. I think yeah. that that anything before 9am is like cutting into your personal time in a way. Mm. So I'm very like adamant about that. Yeah. So, I, so sorry. I actually thought that you ate a lot later than I did, but we actually do the exact same thing. I, when- no, but it's actually, so when I'm on normal terms here yeah. though, or like, the the last two months haven't been normal so Mm. we probably will eat like the same i'm gonna text you next time i'm eating and like see what time it is (laughs) but um it it usually ends up falling like a little bit later even if i get home from the gym because Mm. i just want to sign on and like get my stuff going yeah so i normally will eat a little bit later but if i come home from the gym i'm hungry like i'm gonna start cooking like right away and like get Mm. this breakfast going yeah so even I think we're very similar yeah for sure and even I found like even when I'm even if I'm not hungry I mm-hmm. just prepare my food and I just wait a bit because sure shit just like give me 20 30 minutes and yeah. I'm like ravenous you know what I'm saying it's like so it's just about yes. no and your body your body truly gets into this like into this mode where it just knows when the next food is when the next like round of food is coming and and back to your point yeah. I, I eat I do I eat really early like half past three four o'clock is dinner usually and then that's okay. pretty much it so, so I'm what far- time do you go to bed so that's my question too because some people too like if you eat at eight but you don't go to bed at 12 that's very yeah. similar so I go to bed at about so nine o'clock about 9 p.m it's oh, not okay. so pretty pretty fairly early but i wake up at like five so you know what would be like in your dinner like what i guess amount like how many ounces of steak would you say because i think that's a very interesting topic to people that might want to eat early mm. and then maybe feel like they get hungry um like right before bed right so that, like because you probably is, adapted that over years yeah that's actually such a good question it's super super common um and in fact it's it's sort of it's sort of just about like listening to your body at the end of the day. So if you do eat early, let's just say four o'clock and you, mm-hmm. you start to feel like a bit hungry at like six, seven o'clock, 
just go grab like a boiled egg or, or just something, just get something in you, just like not mm-hmm. something that's going to like overload your system and like prevent you from sleeping well. But I've found that even the tiniest snack, like whether it's a bit of yogurt or, um, okay, this is like more like meat, but like a bit of berries, a bit of fruits, whatever, whatever you want to have, like just choose to have something like not as big, but I have found that, that it works well having like big breakfasts, big dinner. And if you are still hungry, have like, let's just call it desserts, like something like really small, just to get you to bed, if that makes sense, just to fill the stomach enough to get you to bed. And almost always you're going to wake up and feel good. You know, it's, it's never, it's never nice for me, at least it's never, it's never a nice feeling when I've overeaten right before bed. I just feel so safe. I really struggle to sleep. Oh yeah. I mean, I will say, so something interesting enough is I, I've had two times recently where I have been so full in the evening to the point where like, I'm uncomfortable. So Mm. we, yeah. So like I, and this is like all like eating like carnivore stuff. So obviously we're back in the U S and so that means that there's access to barbecue, right? Like everywhere, like all the time, barbecue food. Like I love brisket for days. (laughs) Yes. Specifically burnt ends like brisket, right. Where like, they're the ones that are like charred and it's just amazing. Right. So like that is, so we got here, we were supposed to do dinner with our friends Thursday night at this place called barbacoa. That's where they light the steaks on like fire in front of you. But we couldn't get a reservation until 8 p.m., which is so late because we usually eat at 5 p.m. So what we did was we're like, we're definitely going to be hungry. Like, let's get like a snack, like a barbecue snack. Stupid. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> so we eat barbecue at 5 p.m. And like the brisket is so good. Like you can't really like, like if you have like a portion of it in front of you, that's like not a lot. You're like, oh, I'm going to kill this. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, right. Done. You haven't had it in so long. <laughs> yeah, it's done. So like we do that and um, then like, you know, 8 p.m. rolls around and Taylor's like looking at me. He goes, he's like, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, we're going to our favorite steak place. Like, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, oh, like, it's fine. Like, whatever. Like, you'll be fine. Like, you'll get hungry. I said to him, like, you'll be hungry in 30 minutes. Like your body like knows it's going to have like great steak, you know. Um, but we were totally full and Taylor and I like I got like a filet that they lit on fire. He got like a huge New York strip. And he got through like half of it and I pushed for some reason. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to eat like three quarters of this. And then the other thing. So one thing you don't know about me, Josh, um, when it's like my birthday, one thing that is super important to me one time a year is pina coladas. And I mm. know that just sounds like literally like the most awful thing. Actually, I don't like give a shit, but like <laughs> pina coladas, man. Like, I don't know what it is about them. I feel like if I close my eyes, I'm like literally in like a tropical place or something. Um, but like, I love pina coladas and rum. So I had a pina colada and the guy brings it over and he puts like whipped cream like so high on it at this like steak restaurant and like whipped cream like whatever that's fine but like when I was drinking it it was like a freaking milkshake like in terms of like how full I was getting and stuff and so I have this pina colada and I'm like trying to like finish some of my steak and I'm just like dude like I am at capacity like I'm at capacity like I cannot I cannot 
do anymore. Right. So then I went home and I slept awful. Like I was tossing and turning. Like I was just like so hot. Like it just was like, it just was really bad. And I just felt so sick to my stomach. It's super, super, super uncomfortable. I, I, I know what you're going through. And firstly, happy birthday for the other day. Um, oh, I don't think I've spoken you. to you in person. So <laughs> happy birthday. No, I'm no, sure, you're fine. I'm sure your pina colada was amazing. And actually, it was. you know, the thing is, is that like, what's the point of, you know, eating this way? It's so you can heal yourself so that you can enjoy yourself so that you can you can like live for these, these other pleasures in life, which, which are beautiful. You know, I'm not, we're not saying that, you know, you can't have pina coladas or your favorite drink or whatever. And, you know, I'm such a big fan of, of the term metabolic flexibility, which is basically you want to get to a state where you are so metabolically flexible, no matter what you like feeding your body, it's using that energy in a way that like helps you and like makes you thrive. Mm-hmm. So if you are meat-based like 90% of the time and let's just say you have like a, a cheat meal or whatever on the weekend, I don't know what, what people do, but if that gets you through, you know, I posted this on Instagram the other day, got some, got some good traction, but I said the good diet you follow is better than the perfect diet you quit. And it's so true. So like, true. If, if that, if that, I'm not saying some people should have pina coladas like every single weekend, but if that like, you should not, I highly don't. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. but if that, like, let's just say if that pina colada, i.e. that thing that gets you through and makes you follow through mm-hmm. your diets, for me, I would say it's probably coffee. If that helps you follow through with your diets, then fuck, just do it. You know, it's, it's not, it's yeah. rather get the, the majority of it right. And you can sort of figure out your, your way from there. But I did want to touch on something. So, you know, I've been, I've been adding like a little bit of fruit into my diet here and there, um, especially with it being so hot in South Africa. It's, it's so hot here. It's 30 degrees Celsius. So I don't know what's that. Stop in, telling like... me how hot it is. Like, I'm like, <laughs> so over that. I'm like, sorry, Bleh. I can't, I can't sorry. hear it. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, so it's, it's 30 like... degrees. So that's about almost a hundred degrees Fahrenheit Yeah. or, okay. Yeah. Nice. It's about a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. So it's, it's, it's hot and I'm sweating. Mm-hmm like all day long especially from crossfit and stuff so because i'm training so hard and just like obviously i need like the bit of an extra boost so i've been having like a little bit of fruit Mm -hmm. here and there and i will say blueberries and avos are like my go-tos now like i find they are okay okay to consume but the other day i had oh no not like a rehash (laughs) do you know know so we call it a pawpaw it's a papaya you know papaya uh it's like a big i do yeah, we call it we call it a paw paw in South Africa. Like you spell it, you know, like a dog's paw, two paws, paw paw. Yeah. That's how that's what we call it. It's Classic. really weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I had a paw paw or a papaya, and I had the whole thing, and it was massive. And I have never my yeah, stomach. I know how big Nicole, those are. My stomach was was hating me. My stomach was doing like gymnastics the whole night. I, I literally was sitting on the <gasps> yep. couch like re-watching Game of Thrones and my stomach was like, it felt like somebody had stuck a, like a screwdriver in my stomach and was just turning it slowly. Like that's what it felt like. So um, yeah, bottom line is I will not be having any of that again anytime soon. So no more papa papayas? Papa papayas. (laughs) No more, no No, more papa. I mean, remember we do say this, 
this is all test. It's like, it's like tests, right? Like some people, like I know Paul Saladino, carnivore MD, right? Like he's super into um, just like the ancestral type carnivore base. So like the honey, the the berries that are in season, um, stuff like that. So like, we do know that like there are carnivores that um, have gotten to the point, we're not saying to do this right away, right? Mm. But there's carnivores that get to the point where they're able to, like they're two years in, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can handle some berries at night. I'm actually craving berries. They're in season right now. I want to just see how my body reacts, right? Like we're constantly like experimenting. So kudos to you for experimenting. I mean, I don't know why you couldn't just eat like one little bite of the papaya, <laughs> but I'm also the same way. And like, I've done that as well. I will say I ate avocado for the first mm. time in a while. And that like, I don't know if I ate too much, but like, Oh my God, my stomach was like, not happy. Kind of like that. Like my stomach was really like, not happy with me. And I was yeah. like, what have I done? Like, there we go. but, um, yeah. So I don't know like what it is. There's probably just honestly, like a little amount, like there's some things where like, I know. So like, for example, right. I had, so take this back for the pina colada talk. I've had four pina coladas this week. Right. Okay. I just want to like put that out there. Okay. And we had two on like my actual 30th birthday dinner. Right. I mean, sorry, I had two. It's not we, there's no we here. It's just me, just me. I'm just trying to like make myself feel better. No, I'm just kidding. I, I really don't care. Um, so I have that pina colada and the next morning we leave obviously for our road trip. Right. This is like Monday night, my 30th birthday and we're out to dinner and I'm like, they had pina colada on the menu. So I was like, I had no, I had gone there 30 years of my life at this one restaurant called the Brig in Del Mar, right next to the beach, had no idea they had pina coladas. So I get two with dinner and then the next morning we wake up and guess what? I wake up with a zit right here. Mm. Like literally like the next morning, I am like zit right here. There and like it is. my zit is finally gone, but I'm like every single time there's something the sugar, like something that, you know, is just off of like your normal diet. And you do that. It's like clockwork. It's yeah. like, Oh, Nicole's having pina coladas time to give her a reminder of why she shouldn't have them, <laughs> you know? And then it's like, literally, and it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a normal, like little zit that was like from, um, you know, like maybe you got butter on your face that like clogged a pore. Oh yeah. no, this was like, like a painful one that you literally had to like keep on your face to like wait until it was ready to like you know, like get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's there. You can feel like, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so, it's so true. Like, especially for women, for females as well. Um, like when we eat something that we're not supposed to, and you're pretty pure on like, you know, what you're eating and you're eating whole foods, the second that you do that, your body is incredible. It is an organism designed to like, let you know, like what you did wrong. Right whether that's your stomach getting upset from something that you ate, whether it's acne popping up, right? Mm. Or whether it's like having like heartburn, right? Especially from like alcohol. So those are kind of, uh, those are the things that I think make me in a way like weirdly happy because I'm like, yep, uh, Nicole zero body one. Like you won this yeah. one body, you told yeah. me, but your body will do that. It's all, it's, it's all just information really. And mm -hmm. like your skin, your skin is definitely, it's like the, the first sign that something like is either really going well for you or not. You know what I'm saying? 
and people like i mean you get you get some people that just spend like i I would hate to know how much like dollars they spend on skincare products and uh what a botox and shit like that and hey let's let's just maybe think about this for a second where does where is your skin getting its like rejuvenation like from where is it getting its healing from it's all coming from your gut it's it's literally a reflection of your gut so you've got loads of pimples and acne mm -hmm. and stuff okay sure like hormones and stuff play a role but majority of that is definitely caused by food and i'm with you on that i like there's certain fruits if i eat it i get a pimple the next day and that's fruits i mean it's fruits you know marketed as this insanely good health food whole healthy yeah yeah but if you notice like a lot of like Mm -hmm. vegans you know not to shift this into a vegan conversation but a lot of vegans have a lot of acne they do a lot of a lot of my friends that like eats a lot of vegetables and eats a lot of fruits they have a lot of acne and uh, Mm -hmm. you know and oftentimes the sort of argument for that is oh no it's my body's my my, my body's cleansing you know my body's detoxing so it's all this acne is coming out no bullshit your body just does not like what you're giving (laughs) i have a huge bone to pick about this right about the acne thing Mm. right acne is not genetic like I really don't think it's genetic. When people say that it's like hormones, like reacting, it's like their hormones. And it, I, my question after that is when people say, "Oh, I have like it's my hormones," you know, it's just hormones. What yeah. is happening in your body that your hormones are so off base that it's producing that much acne, right? Like what what is happening in there? Like there must be something. I think what you were saying is that your face is a direct reflection of what you're putting into your body a hundred percent. And what happens is that I see, um, you know, I've had plenty of friends that had acne going through school, like girls that were like super pretty and they literally had like acne, right? Like going through school, but some people didn't. And so I always found that very interesting because people would say it's hormones. No one says like acne is genetic because it, I don't really think, I, I don't believe that. Right. No. So when people, I just felt bad for females that like literally get put on acne medication or like do all this stuff. Right. When they're like younger and like in high school. Um, and a lot of times, if you've ever met someone that has acne, they do a million different skincare routines for their face, but they still yeah. have acne. Right. And you know, that's yeah. always the case. Yeah. And you know, you it's know, it's all we- bullshit. It is. And you know, you know where at the end of the day, you know where it's coming from. It's coming from doctors who just mm-hmm. read like textbooks and just go, oh no, it's just your hormones. Like, like, like I need to prescribe you this. Yeah, here's this Accutane. Tr- yeah. yeah. That's that's the first line of defense. It's, is he has oh he yeah. has something to to like mask the symptoms instead of actually like asking you, okay, what are you eating? How are you sleeping? Are you yeah. What are you stressed? I will what, say you know that. Oh yeah. And then like the other things, so I have two points about, you know, skincare, right? So up until recently, here's one thing I will say when people ask me about my skin, cause I tend to have okay skin. Um, I honestly tell them that it's genetic. Like I don't, I don't tell people that like, Oh, like it's this product or, Um, This is like my routine or whatever, because like up until I think three years ago or maybe even two years ago, I used a bar of soap on my face, dude. Like I did not care. Like I always put jojoba oil on my face at night 
Um, but that's like literally like the extent of my skincare. Like I've literally just figured out with like what concealer was like in my adult life. It's like the little thing that goes under your eyes. That's like that hides mm. bags. Like it's like a makeup product. That's very common. <laughs> like I just realized that. So I try to tell people like, yes, like what you eat, obviously now that I'm eating really well, like I feel like I'm now 30 years old and I feel like my skin looks great. So the second thing is that I think that skincare like only does so much. Like I think you can get a facial and I think your skin will look great after getting a facial because they get rid mm -hmm. of like that, that uh, dead layer of skin on your face. Right. So like, obviously it's going to look great, but like those aren't really, those are just like surface. Like it needs to come from within someone that's very specific that has kind of turned around their, their face is Angelina Jolie she was actually a vegan. I know you probably remember seeing her like skin and bones, like super, super skinny at one point. And she actually talked out about like in an interview a couple of years ago about how like red meat has kind of like saved her, right? Given her what she needs, red meat, all those different animal foods, they're going to have the collagen in them. So they're going to have the nutrients in them that produce the collagen in your skin, right? So like those are like the most important anti-aging foods is animal-based foods. That's why like when you see vegans that have like sunken eyes really, really bad, like they have a lot of stuff going on, right? I just want to clarify, like I am not wearing any makeup right now. I woke up and like, I literally just kind of went like You're looking this good. You're looking good for on. 30, Nicole. Thanks. You're looking good for 30. Thank just you. Saying. Thank you. <laughs> and I will say like the other thing is at 30, right? Especially being like a Californian, you get so much pressure about plastic surgery, right? So I just want to like clarify something as well, right? Like anyone can do whatever the fuck you want to your face, right? Like no one's going to judge you. No one's going to tell you. Like I myself have had my lips done. That's something that I wanted to do. Um, like I think I got them done when I turned like 27, I think, or 28. I wanted bigger lips. I just wanted that, right? So I went and did it. When I was turning 30, I was like, oh my God, you know what? Like, I don't like how, like when I do this, like I can see like my lines, maybe I should get like Botox and Botox just essentially like freezes your face from actually like showing lines and stuff. Like it's not going to get rid of acne. It's not going to get rid of like, you know, um, the texture of your skin. It's literally mm -hmm. just going to make it so like you don't have like refined lines. And I was like talking to Taylor about this and he's like, why are you going to do that? And then I literally was like thinking about it and I'm like, dude, I'm not going to do it. So like I canceled my appointment and I was like, I am not going in to do that. And I also like, just didn't want, I'm actually really scared to put foreign objects like in my face now because so the last time I had my lips done, this is like very interesting. The last time, and I'm very open about it. Like if anyone asks me, they're like, oh, do you have your lips done? Like I will tell them, like, I'm not one of those people that wants to be like, oh, I haven't like had anything done. You know, like, I don't mm -hmm. care. Like yeah. everyone knows about like, you know, filler and stuff like that. So I might as well just be honest. Um, so the last time I had my lips done, the girl, like she told me, she goes, have you been taking like fish oil or something? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you're bleeding a lot. So here's something I noticed pre carnivore, when I got my lips done for like the first time and you have like, kind of like every six months you go and like get them done. Right. That's okay, wait, when you say, when you say get mouth. them done, like what, what exactly is it? Just so I know. Cause I'm not so sure. You I get know like them. filler. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. This is like, let me just done this. Every single girl probably knows what I'm talking about. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking to guys too. So you basically, um, 
when you get your lips done, there's syringes that have certain hyaluronic acid that's in them. And hyaluronic acid is actually produced like normal in your body, but they actually like use a compound that actually like fills out your lips, right? So they come in with needles. I'm also like really not into that, but they kind of numb your lips and then they literally just put in um, like needles and they fill up your lips, right? Like however much you want, like whatever, right? Um, And that is like the filler, right? The heroic acid that they're putting in your face. There's Mm. so many different types, but that's just FYI. So when I got filler in my lips um, before carnivore, I had no issues. I had no crazy bleeding. Like things were like, they healed like immediately, right? Like there wasn't any gnarly bruising. Like I was able to go and like do stuff the next day without like wearing anything because there is bruising that happens, right? Okay, so fast forward um, to like, oh, this is awful. But like, I think it was like, the last time I got my lips done, I think was, I think it was December or January, maybe October, October. Yes, okay, October, October 2020, October 2020, right? Was the last time I got my lips done. And so the girl (laughs) comes over and she goes, Hey, like you're bleeding a lot. Like, have you been taking like fish oil, (laughs) like in like high doses or something? Like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, have you taken Advil recently? Cause they tell you not to take um, blood thinners or anything like that either, because like those will make you bleed more. And she goes, I've never seen you bleed like this. Like, and this is like a regular person I see, like that she knows what she's doing. She knows my face and she's like, what, what's going on? Like, this is kind of, cause she was freaked out and mm-hmm. I was freaked out. And I was like, I don't know. Like I just eat, like, I eat a really high protein diet. Like, I don't know. And I eat tons of eggs and she's like, Oh. And so I guess like the reason I tell you to avoid fish oil and like fish products before you go is that something about the omega-3s make it so like, I guess your circulation is better or something like that, like in your body. And so like, it doesn't coagulate or it doesn't um, like, I guess, scab or like stop as quickly. So because yeah. I eat a shit ton of eggs, like every single day, it was like doing the same thing. And I eat like salmon roe. I'm like, literally like, I'm like the worst patient to like, you know, like do this. And, um, anyway, so like after that, I literally, I have like pictures. I had the worst bruising I've ever seen. Like, I literally thought I was like, oh my God, dude. Like I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Like I am, I'm going to die. Like I like not die, but I was like, (laughs) something is, something is wrong. And so I had to go back to her. She had to look at it to make sure like she didn't um, inject like a capillary because you can actually like inject a vein. And if you inject a vein, what happens is the vein dies because it doesn't get oxygen. So if you've ever seen like um, plastic surgery gone wrong from like lip filler, it's usually because your, your face right here is very vascular. You have a lot of veins, whether you know it or not. And if oh, you actually gosh. inject a um, like a vein, then it actually makes it so the capillary dies and then it like turns black. So I had like a black lip up here. I'm like freaking out because I have like, eventually like I know that like I'm getting engaged. Like I just, you know, I was like, oh, I'm getting engaged like by end of year. Like I can't have this like messed up or like Mm. ruin my face. Like did I just ruin my face? So um, that was the last time I got my lips done. And October 
2020. And I am just like now, like I'm just paranoid. So like, I was so nervous. I canceled my appointment. I was like, I don't want to go in and do that. Like, I, I just, I don't want to have. Were you supposed to have like a? Again. Were you supposed to have like a follow up? Is that what you're saying? Were you supposed yeah, to? Yeah, have- like I was supposed to. Basically, when I was here in San Diego, I was like, oh, I'll just go see her and like top off or like you know get a little like stuff in my lips or whatever, which obviously like I don't need. And then like second of all, I wanted to like try Botox, and like I'm just glad that like my husband was like heart like you don't need that like you shouldn't get anything unless like you need it I guess was like his point and he's like you don't need yeah. it and I'm like thank you but I'm all about it like if someone wants to do it like go crazy you do you but all I'm saying is that both make it so I guess your forehead doesn't move or like you don't have like lines and stuff in your forehead yeah. But it won't solve like acne, like it won't solve like if you eat bad stuff, like stuff will still come up, you know. It's it's a it's a very interesting conversation this because I mean, personal example, like my hair has been thinning since I was like honestly like 16, 17. I used to play golf and I, I don't know if you've seen golfers, but because you're wearing a hat all day long, you're mm-hmm. like most golfers, like their hair is receding really badly. So my hair has been receding like for a very, very long time. Wait, so is it the hat before? It's like the chicken and the egg. So is it like, is it the hat uh, that does it? Yeah. Or is it like, do you wear a hat because you're covering that it's like slowly happening? True, true. I, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's probably a bit of both. And listen, my the male side of my family, like their hair situation is not good at all. So it's probably more oh, genetic. Okay. So it's genetic, right? It yeah, is, yeah. But, okay. but, if you, if you, but literally, if you have a look at most golfers, um golfers mm-hmm. in general their hair is like really bad and in fact I, I was reading something the other day that the best thing for your hair is direct sunlight exposure so actually like sunlight on your hair is They're the best thing the opposite Ex- exactly and <laughs> but this but to me this opens up like a whole another like world that's interesting because I mean, I know a few friends of mine that have had their hair transplants and it actually looks pretty, it looks pretty fucking good, to be honest. Like they, they Machine take, gun Kelly. yeah, they take, they take um, graphs from the back of your hair and they, they put it mm-hmm. on the front and things like that. And it, it looks pretty good. But I just, I was saying to somebody the other day, I, I don't know, I don't want to be on record saying this and then I end up getting this one. <laughs> but, but I was saying no, like, like you, people's you, opinions change. You, yeah, but you, you sort of reach a stage like where, okay you are here for a finite time on earth, you know, you will age, you know, aging is a normal thing. Like even the meat based people that are fit and doing all the biohacks, if, if you try and control too many, well, this is a personal belief, obviously, if you enjoy doing that stuff and it's like what you do, that's okay. I'm, I'm saying for me, I feel as though like I need to accept, you know, who I am and, and how I feel in my body and I will be aging, you know, my skin will be changing. There will mm-hmm. be a few lines appearing here and there. And that's like completely normal. If you look at any sort of anything in nature, you know, whether it's a tree, whether it's yeah. an animal, everything grows and ages. And, and it's just a sign of your like maturity at the end of the day. It's, it's nothing to be feared. You know, I think, I think there's, you were saying like about living in California, I think, there's this inherent fear uh, that is amongst most people that, oh, you have to go get these things because if you don't, you won't be loved or you won't be worthy or you won't be this, you won't be that. You know what I'm saying? But 
there's something quite like have you ever seen somebody that's like just aged gracefully and they've just accepted their aging and it's actually hold on a second though (laughs) i here's the thing and we actually got in a huge debate about this with our husbands when i was in utah with our friends about like plastic surgery and aging so okay here's the thing i think that guys (laughs) i'm like trying to be very careful in my head how i say this um so i think that men um sometimes don't notice things um where people have had work done and maybe it's very minor very very tasteful work and then they think to themselves oh that person aged just so gracefully right like what comes to mind is jennifer aniston okay jennifer aniston right like jennifer aniston looks her age and i think the reason she looks her age is she hasn't overdone it with plastic surgery um, to the extent that you think, mm. oh, she's fighting her aging, right? Mm. So it's very tasteful. And people are usually a fan of Jennifer Aniston as being this, this natural person, right? Like this natural person who is aging very gracefully, right? Here's the thing, though, that people don't realize. Jennifer Aniston has had work done. She has had Botox. She has had fillers. She has had, you name it, right? She has had it done, right? However, she's had it very tastefully, right? So the the thing that I am kind of like with men is that I don't think men notice um, and they just think, wow, she aged gracefully. And us women are like, oh, so you think that's aging gracefully, even though, and like naturally, even though she has had work done. So I feel like for us women, it's kind of like a lose-lose because it's, it's almost like a dirty secret that when you get to a certain age, you do certain stuff. Um, and it can be like, even the most like chill person that doesn't believe in that, that still like wants to get some stuff done very, very tastefully. Um, so they don't look like you can still get plastic surgery done. That's very, very minor, very tasteful. And then you turn out looking like Jennifer Aniston who looks her age, but still looks gracefully aging. Right. And yeah. natural. So that's my issue is that guys think that just because if you get like work done, that you're going to turn out looking like that lion lady who like is just like crazy looking. Right. When like in reality, like you're going to, you can do like the Jennifer Aniston thing. And I've also seen friends, parents who don't get anything done and like, they definitely like have more wrinkles and stuff, but I don't think it really matters. I just think it's kind of like a personal basis, right? Like it's Mm. a personal choice right? Like who wants to do what? But again, like Josh, I will tell you, (sighs) girls are really good at like knowing who has like some stuff done and not. And like a lot of times it looks great. A lot of times, you know, but either way, like I'm just saying like, make sure that if you're thinking of a gracefully aging person, like send me their photo and I'll like tell you like, (laughs) okay, yeah, I'll tell you what happened. I'll be, I'll be sure to do it. Yeah, point taken. And and again, like if if that makes you happy and it makes you feel better and do it. But my my thing is, and maybe it is different because maybe I am a guy. So there's a completely different like viewpoint that I'm coming at this from. But I mean, I suppose there are many guys that are doing things to their body these days. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they do. But, Wait, yes, they but, do. Oh my God, Botox yeah. is making a comeback in men. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, and I and I, I heard actually, in fact, I heard Tom Cruise did something recently, and it, it backfired. But I might be, I might be wrong. Somebody Zach told me Efron. That, 
Oh, is it Zac Efron? Did you see Zac Efron after no. he had like some filler in his face? Okay. There was like a whole thing and like whatever, but I think like he just got some filler in his face and it just was like very like, there's just a little bit of like a shock value, I think, when someone like mm. changes their face a little bit and doesn't let the aging process happen. So there's like this really careful dance that people have to do with like plastic surgery or not even plastic surgery, but like fillers, things yeah. that are just like super easy to do. Right. Yeah. But I just say, Hey, whatever you do, you man, like. Yeah. yeah. And, but like, exactly. And for me, it's just like the sentiment. Okay. So you, the, the basic premise is that you, you haven't fully accepted the fact that you are like this aging person and you know, think you are going to get old one day. I think for in, in my like personal conviction, it's far easier to work on yourself and love, loving yourself a bit more going through the work and going through the motions and accepting everything about you than like risking it all. Even like, you know, you could do some graceful treatment and it could turn out horribly wrong. You just never know. Like you said, it could hit your, could hit your vein and your face could never be the same again. Do you know what I'm saying? So like for me, <laughs> yeah. the safe, the safest like route is, is going the, the self-acceptance routes, the self-love routes, you know, and, and all of that, but that's just me. I, I accept that I'm not, I'm not everyone. Wait, <laughs> I, I do have one thing, Josh, that I've noticed is like, I think, okay, here's one thing. Genetics play a freaking huge role like a huge role. Like I recently posted on my story that like um, my dad was like a professional tennis player, right? So mm. he was like always in really great shape. Um, mid forties when we were like 10 years old or so, like he went through or like late thirties, early forties, he went through a phase of like golf and wine, like 24 seven, right? And he actually had like a belly and like definitely was like puffy and stuff, right? And so my point is like, no matter your genetics, because like his mom, my grandma is like 92 now. And like she up until recently, she was playing tennis like three times a week. So like, I do think genetics play a role. But like, if you change your lifestyle, and you're drinking wine, and just playing golf 24 seven, like it's going to catch up with you. And it's going to show. And the same thing is true. Also with like, I don't think any plastic surgery can really save you from aging. However, it can maybe just have like a little bit of like a less uh, traumatizing like effect, yeah. you know, as you do age, like it might be something that you want to do to help you age gracefully, right? Like I don't, again, I don't care what people do, like rock on, do whatever you want. I'm not here to judge you. I've had my lips done, right? Like I don't care. But yeah. I think that there is like the accepting yourself, right? Like there is, you know, this also comes down to people using face filters and face tune because they don't want to post the actual photo of themselves that's raw, that's unedited, right? So I think that there's certain things that people do where it like, it, it kind of like, it impedes self-acceptance and it makes it so like you don't accept yourself as you naturally are, right? Someone probably out there has an argument and is like, Nicole, like you don't love yourself. Like you got your lips done. And it's like, no, that's not really like, you know, I own up to it as well. However, I'm not wearing like a face filter and like talking to you and saying, Hey, like carnivore has really helped me with my face and my skin. And then like having like a face filter on me. Right. Which yeah. totally like hides any pores or anything real. So I think that there's just like a fine line, um, with like self-acceptance and 
I think that I'm just, I'm personally like in the camp where I'm not about face filters. Like yeah, I think and they're very damaging. Yeah. And you, you mentioned something important and, and by no means did I say that I mean to say that you weren't accepting of yourself. What I'm and also, no, no, I'm just saying there's somewhere out there. Someone yeah. probably thinks that. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like I'm a firm believer in a process, like healing is a process, you know, you, we are not the same people that we were five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. Yeah. I had like a whole bunch of tattoos done on my leg, like eight years ago. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> like a couple of years ago, I was so embarrassed. I, I went and got inquired to get them removed from my leg. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I now look at them and they serve as this like amazing reminder to me about that time in my life and how, yeah. how, how much I should accept, you know, what's happened and all the, all the things that have made me who I am, you know, not to get all cliche, you know, people say, yo, your tattoos are like, a, <laughs> or t- or your tattoos are like a, like words in a book, you know, it's a journey. You've got to read it. And think, no, oh, no. I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying that I also, I went through a stage where I was so embarrassed by having them on my leg that I wanted to get them removed. But then I, as I grew up in, and as I started healing myself, I just realized those are the perfect reminder. That's exactly what you need. You need to look at that and be like, wow, like how grateful are you for like at that time having those done? And, you know, we're talking about two things. We're talking about doctors, you know, when it comes to like plastic surgery and stuff and genetics. I actually recently started reading um, uh, Walt Whitman's, Walt Whitman is a famous American poet. Yes. But he wrote these, he wrote a series of articles in the newspaper in like 1853. So what's that? It's like over 100 over 170 years ago, he wrote these articles called Manly Health and Training. And I've been really like absorbing the material and reading it. And one of his quotes, he talks about how basically, you know, great strength comes from the work that you put in and the daily grind that you put in through specific training. And he even talks about genetics. He says, genetics do play a role, just like you were saying, but the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, is that you can, like, you can shift, you can shift your biology in a way that's beneficial to the thing that you are doing. You know, you can't, yeah, you can't. Nobody, like, nobody can. You can't change the cards that you're adult, but you can maximize what cards you put down on the table and what you choose to play. And there's just so much you can do with it. And like, I'm a big fan. You know, Mark Bell says, you know, strength is never weakness, and weakness is never strength. So. Oh my god, I love Mark Bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, but I love him. Strength, strength is never weakness. You know, you can you can you can not go wrong with working on yourself physically and whether that's like exercise mm-hmm. or diet or whatever, you know, you may not change the aesthetic beauty of your like your skin pigmentation or things like that, but you will put on muscle, you will become faster, you will become leaner. And that, yeah, that in in that in and of itself is a form of anti-aging. That's what people misunderstand is that oh, exercise and eating yeah. well is the ultimate anti-aging pull. Oh yeah, I mean, like it's not even biohacking at this point to be like, yeah. hey, like if you eat whole foods and you exercise, you're gonna live longer. It's just here's my thing is that like I know like people are lazy, man. Like people want like, especially now in this day and age, right? Like people want the easy fix, right? Like they want, they want the pill 
They want, they want the thing that that's going to have the, the, the path of least resistance and the quickest way to get what they want. You know, Mm. I think that we're losing touch with self-discipline. I think that people think that routine and um, restriction from certain foods, right. Is something that's actually like against, um, I don't know, just like against the times, right. Like it's like hurting you but it's actually really helping. So I think there's just this huge thing around self-discipline and routine where like people are like, oh, like, you know, that Josh, he wakes up every morning at 5 a.m. Like, that's insane. I could never do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, so many people are are like that, right? And they're like, oh, I'm just gonna like eat this salad for dinner and then like I'll lose the weight instead of being like, yo, like get your ass in the gym, right? Like you don't have to restrict yourself when you're eating, right? Um, you know, people think also that carnivore is like this super difficult thing. They think it's like this, I don't know. They think it's something that's like, I've had people tell me that it's kind of like a very crazy thing to do. And it's like a super extreme, um, diet to follow, you know, like it's something like, oh, I could never do that again. I could never do that, but it's actually like the most simple thing as we've discussed on here. Um, but my whole thing is that I think that a lot of times people wake up Um, and I talk about this a lot on my Instagram, right? Like people wake up in the morning and like, they're not excited for life. They're not excited for the day, right? Like they, they have this mentality of like, oh, I have to do this, 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 and this today. Right. Instead of saying, oh, I I get to go to the gym. I get to work my job, which pays me money. Like I, I am grateful. I am thankful, like less and less people are thinking that. And so I, I think if you're in a job that you hate, right. And all your friends, all your family knows that, you know, you hate the job. Like you have the power to change that, right? Like you got this job, right? You're, you know, a capable person, hopefully, right? Um, Go get another job, right? Like no one's holding a gun to your head, right? Well, at least I hope not. Um, You know, like telling you, you have to stay in that job, right? So like people get in this mindset of just like job hating and just, you know, complaining a lot um, to, to, to the point where like everyone knows that you hate your job right? Yeah. Like people need to realize that like, you're not a tree, you can move, right? Like if you don't like where you live, you can leave, you know, like it's just do what you need to do to wake up and be excited, right? Like I went to bed last night at 1230 and I was like texting you and I was like, Hey, we got to push this a half hour. Cause like <laughs> I knew I was going to be tired and I went out and I was still so excited when I woke up, I like texted you and I was like, oh, I just woke up. Like, you know, and you're like, cool, go get coffee. And I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna walk the dogs, or like whatever. But I was still like, I'm so happy for like doing the day. Like after this, like whether Taylor comes with me or not, like I'm gonna go to the gym. And like I'm just extremely thankful that I mm. even have access to a gym, that I even have a car that I can yeah. get to the gym, you know. Like I think people look at things so, you know, half empty. Um, and people need to be more grateful and thankful for what they do have, because there's a lot of people in the world that don't have those things. Yeah. Um, so that's my mind right now. And the thing is, is that, you know, oftentimes I'm not saying it's always this way, but oftentimes it's, it's coming from within. So if you are maybe a bit unhappy or you, I don't know, feeling a little bit lethargic, whatever, just get your, like you said, get your fucking ass to the gym. Yeah. Who knows what that's going to do? I'm not saying that's going to solve your job problems, but if it makes you feel better and it gives you more energy and eating a meat-based diet, you know, gives you that extra bit of mental clarity in the day, makes you a better human. People are more happy to be around you. 
who knows, you might just end up fucking yeah. enjoying your job a bit more. You might just end up smiling a bit more. You might just end up going, wow, actually, you know what? I'm the fucking dick. I'm the guy who's not doing shit. <laughs> Maybe it's me, you know? Maybe it's yeah. actually me. Um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, I don't want to butcher it, but it's, it's you don't see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. So, mm. and, and that could not be like, that could not be more true is that the outside world is a reflection of your inside state, you know? Okay. Obviously yeah. there's certain like things, you know, barrier, like, okay, where you're going to live is a huge decision. You just moved from Amsterdam to Boise where you live is a big decision. That's going to change a lot of things in your life. So for me, mm-hmm that is an outside factor that's warranted for change. But, but there's certain, there's so much else, like 99% of the stuff out there does not warrant you trying to change it. You'd rather change your internal state and the things you can do internally. And it's going to make a huge difference externally, if you know what I'm saying. Totally. You've got to look internal. I think that's like the first thing. Like if you're waking up, like you said, if you're waking up and you're unhappy, you need to first look internally and figure out like what's what's going on. Are you, you know, like there's so many different things, but I agree with you too, Josh. Like there's some days where I'm sure you have it too, where we wake up and like, we're not feeling it. We're kind of like, well, like I'm just over it today. Like I'm not really feeling it, whatever, right? Um, and then you get to the gym, like you do your routine, right? Mm. It's important to have those routines and that self-discipline because then you get in the gym And lo and behold, you have like the best workout ever, right? And you're like, gosh, I needed this. And like after the workout, you're like, God, that felt so good. Like, you know, I just, I feel great. And you also feel like, you know, um, like a hit of like success, right? Or a hit of like accomplishment, right? Like Mm. all those little wins that you have throughout the day, whether you know it or not, I think they end up giving you confidence, right? So if you're saying, hey, like go to the gym, like who knows, that might make the difference with your mood. Um, Or maybe it just gives you the confidence to interview and leave a job that you hate, you know? Mm. Like you don't know, or maybe you are the problem, you know? (laughs) Um, So if you can do like, my whole thing is that, um, here's a weird example, right? Like I wanna have kids, right? Like eventually. And my whole thing and like why I went on this carnivore journey to an extent um, was that I wanted my mind and my body like physically and mentally be ready to like bring kids into the world, right? Have my body be able to handle childbirth and, you know, recover from that. Have my mind be able to deal with lack of sleep and like, you know, lack of just like the norm, right? Like a a new thing introduced into my life. So that's part of the reason why Um, like I stick with it so much is that when I am ready to have kids, I want that. And I recently had a friend, uh, say to me and they're like, nothing can prepare you like for, you know, having children. And I'm like, Oh, my dog's here. Your Um, other, your other children, your other children, (laughs) nothing can prepare you for having children. And I'm like, yeah, but if I can actually like get my mind and my body in like the best, in the best possible like way, like, why wouldn't I do that? So you're just saying I should just throw in the towel, eat Pop-Tarts and then just like bring a kid in the world. Like when I feel like shit and like when I like mentally, I'm just like, Mm. like, I just, I didn't understand that thought process and maybe like I'm interpreting it wrong, but I was like, dude, like I'm going to do everything in my control to make sure this can go as good as it can. Right. Yeah. So, and, and the, the, the amounts of speaking of the amounts of success stories I've heard of 
people that could never have children. I think it was Kelly Hogan yes. was one of them. People could yes. never have children when carnivore popping out babies left, right, and popping center. Popping out kids left and right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there we go. If, if, if honestly, if, if that's not like the perfect N equals one, like answered, like anecdotes, then I don't know what is, you know, it's maybe it's not scientifically reviewed at the moment, but that there's so many people. If you, if you search carnivore diet, birth, giving birth or something like that, you are guaranteed to see all these people telling you their yeah. stories of how they could never have kids. They were infertile and now all of a sudden they're fertile. Like that's incredible. That is inc- without oh, yeah. any drugs. That's incredible. No, it's, it's insane. And like, I think not even to that level, but why would you not want, let's just take carnivore even out of the equation. Like, why would you not mentally, spiritually, physically want to be in the best possible state and the best possible level? Um, like in all those ways before you bring a freaking child into the world. Right. Like I, I don't want to be reactive. Like you're, mm-hmm. if you're going into like having a child and you're physically not in good shape, you're probably never going to be physically in shape is what I've seen. Like, it's probably never going to happen. Like if you're not going into it in a, like, you know, that's just my opinion that like, if, if it doesn't start before you bring children in the world, like it's probably not going to randomly pick up you know, like there mm. are, I think people who have success stories, like on the sweat app, there's a girl, her name's Kelsey. Um, she's like one of the trainers on the app that like you pay for to use. And she really like she had kids and like, she didn't feel good about herself. And so she started like a workout program and now she's like ripped. Right. I think those are like the exception. That's not the rule. Like if you yeah. go and approach kids and you're mentally not well, you know, we're talking about past traumas, right? Like if you're mentally internally, like not doing well, and you're like dealing with stuff and then you bring a kid in the world, (laughs) like what are the chances that you pass on traumas from your past or new, you create new traumas, right? Like for that kid, I just think it's almost like irresponsible to bring kids in the world when you're not ready for it. So I'm like, I'm like Jocko style. Like Mm. I'm like, I'm on this. Like, let's freaking go. Like, let's let's get ready. Like, let's sounds get like ready Ren, for like sounds the like hardest Ren, thing. Reno Reagan's also on this for us. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go. They're like, we don't want to, we don't want to. Yes. Uh, I don't know, a brother or sister, but whatever. But yeah, like I'm approaching it. Like I'm being like Jocko. You know, like I want to do this well, so I'm gonna give myself every advantage possible for child bringing a child into the world, which I think is one of the most, you know um difficult things like in life to do you know um so anyways that's my ted talk on bringing children into the world well done (laughs) oh my god um but yeah i don't know um i don't know well i have a question for you someone asked me this recently about like my drive and like what drives me um you know, like people have different drives. Maybe like they're very driven. Like right now, Taylor is very driven on growing his company um, and like work drive, right? Like I'm very driven right now on like healing myself and like just becoming a better person, like physically, mentally, everything. So I want to ask you, like what what drives you every day? It's a really good question. Um, I would say for me, it's like ending the suffering for the individual and like having that be in the betterment for the collective because i believe 
you know, you know me well, I read a lot and I absorb a lot of information from really like interesting sources and esoteric people and ideas and things like that. And I think what drives me the most is like the inner transformation of people and how that affects the rest of like society. And like, you know, the collective conscious is real. If you can, if you can be like, you know, okay. A few months ago, I went to a festival. It was amazing. Took a few psychedelics. <laughs> the moon was amazing. The moon was just like, I had the never, moon. I've never seen a moonshine so bright in my life. But I was sitting there and I was just like, oh my gosh, like that is what you want to be like. You want to be like the moon. You want to be this bright fucking moon in the sea of darkness. Because if you are that bright moon in the sea of darkness guarantee you guarantee you everyone will look for you look to you for direction and like obviously there's a shadow there because when you be in the moon you can tend to maybe use that to fill for your desire for acceptance or love or get more likes on instagram 100 i fall into that trap all the time who doesn't but my main motivation is to be like the moon is to be that bright freaking light that just shines in the darkness especially now it's like just to be the dot be the light in the darkness wait that's so nice (laughs) that's like such a nice answer oh my gosh I'm like geez Um, no that's that's so nice and I I think you are that and I I don't know I think that's a great way to kind of approach it but you want to be um I think even Jordan Peterson not to drop him in this again but <laughs> I think he even says something like that like you know be the person that you always dreamed of being like and that you know be someone that you'd love to be friends with right like it's it's kind of I don't know like someone that you want to be around right like be that person that like you yeah. want to become you know and that starts with your actions it's what you do it's what you say um, but you also have to get to the point where like you believe those things and it's like true and it's authentic. I think that Ernest Hemingway was always like, if it's true, like that's all that matters, right? If it's true, it's good. Um, so yeah. I think if it's true and like you're authentic and you're genuine and what you're trying to do and maybe, you know, show the world, Hey, like carnivores, great. This is great. Like, I'm just trying to help you Here are some biohacks that like you can do throughout the day. Right. Like, why not? Like, you know, like we're not hurting anyone. We're just trying to add some value to your life and it's take it or leave it. Right. There's no judgment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I know we sort of capping off soon, but the thing is, is that you you said something that it's like authentic. It's, it is you that's going to do that. No one else, you know, so we can look to these gurus and these freaking Instagram influencers and all these people, you can look to them for advice, but at the end of the day, you know, you could only ever like walk the path yourself. You can only, only ever like take the steps yourself. And when you become like your own guru, I like to say you like be your own guru and you become your own guru and you listen to your own intuition and stuff, like amazing shit happens. You, you, feel, you feel like you can trust yourself more. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it's so important. Like we said, like if you're not happy in your life right now, look internally first see what's going on, like try to figure it out, right? Like be your own, like you said, be your own guru, you know, like see what's happening. Like, is it like, okay, am I, you know, um, am I upset because maybe like I don't have enough routine right now? Or am I, you know, 
am I in a bad relationship? Like, you know, there's just so many things where you can look inward or like, is this a response to past trauma? And I need mm. to heal that. My dogs are like fighting right now. So gnarly. I don't know if you can hear them. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, um, they go for it. <laughs> they're hungry. <laughs> oh yeah. They're like grabbing each other's tail right now. And like the other one's trying to like drag the other one to like show dominance. But um, yeah, always going to say is that if you can like, just look internally first, um, that's great too, because you also don't want to look externally and like spend like thousands of dollars on certain things. Like I'm all about therapy, but like, if there's certain things that you need to buy or like certain products that you're being sold because you feel a certain way, like before you even go that route, just like try your best to like, in, it's hard sometimes too. like sometimes a therapist or another person can help you realize certain things about yourself. Um, but if you can understand maybe like a flaw or maybe something that's internally like upsetting you or that you need to fix, um, especially before bringing kids in the world, like work on that, right? Mm. Like acknowledge it and like do things to make that better. Um, yeah. Because I, I think everyone can change. I really do. Yeah. You've seen it. Well, that was an amazing episode. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't what know is how it, you feeling. yeah no I'm feeling great I don't even know where I am but I feel great <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no I'm just kidding no, no that, but that like, was seriously, I'm like that was, that was so good um and it was so nice to catch up again I know I know your yeah. your, your life at the minute is is a little bit crazy all over the place but um that was truly cool it's truly cool to catch up again and speak about some yeah. cool things yeah and that's life life's always going to be crazy you know mm-hmm never stops that's the fun oh, yes. part but yeah um yeah wow we, we covered a lot of random different things that <laughs> definitely were not planned at all i mean this was, was a, this planned, was a completely but... <laughs> unplanned episode like usually we usually we have some sort of like running order that just doesn't get acknowledged most of the time yeah yeah but like this just, just was oh. just, yeah um which is great but yeah, yeah if anyone ever has something that you want us to speak about specifically or any questions let us know so we can address them but yeah meet base number seven i think we're we out oh yes we out cheers all right bye everyone thank you for listening <laughs>